Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. Today on the show, we have a very, very special guest and longtime friend, Robert Starbuck. Hello, Robert. Hello. I'm so happy to have you today. You're the the first guest that's been like, you're like my longest standing friend that I've had on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, what what age did we initially connect? I mean, that's got to be like... Oh, man. <laughs> we were probably 12 or 13. Mm. <laughs> on a long journey and now I'm 34 and you're a little older than me, right? I just turned I just turned 36. Yeah. Yeah. And I love our story because I think it's so fascinating how we met when we were young, so young because of your sister, who was a really good friend of mine. And you spent your summers at your grandma's, your city's house. And I was always over and, oh my God, I had the biggest crush on you ever. I'm pretty sure. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Are you kidding me? I was madly in love with you. I couldn't even stand it. (laughs) Just wildly in love with you. I couldn't even talk to you. It was just. (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow. So funny. But. And those summers were so precious too at your grandmother's house. And it's just been so interesting how over the years our paths have woven back together at different times. And we have crossed and we're in a lot of the same community now. And I just find that so interesting that we both have been on this spiritual path for so long, like apart and together and how our paths keep on weaving. So I'm just so grateful to be here with you today. Thank you for saying yes. No, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. And yeah, it is. I was actually talking with a friend um, last week just about how like, if you really sit down and look at like the all of the the meshes of networks and like first degree and secondary degree connections, like everyone is like, everyone's connected. I mean, we're all connected. And um, it's just, it's wild to look back and to see how, um, because we we initially reconnected at my grandmother's funeral. Mm -hmm. and um yeah that was yeah that was our reconnection and and then we've kind of you know weaved in the the same community since Mm -hmm. yeah and you had the most special I mean have she's definitely an angel I'm sure for you the sweetest most amazing grandma and she was sort of like my pseudo grandma too which just loved her so freaking (laughs) the best ever she'd be cooking from 7 a.m and then you'd be eating dinner at eight you know and eating for hours all day all day long and just oh amazing she was just incredible yeah she's a very special human and um yeah she's been very present with me lately I've just been I've been thinking a lot about my childhood and thinking about like 
the people that have influenced me the most in my life. And, you know, spending those summers up there in New London were like, that was a major, major part of my childhood, Catherine's childhood. Catherine's my sister, as you know, I think the listeners know that, but, um, (laughs) um, you know, those were really big parts of, of my life and, and shaping as a child. Yeah, with her, her, her mainly because I never, I never knew my my grandfather's. Um, <clears throat> she was the the only grandparent that I that I knew. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what if there are any. I mean, there's probably so many, but bits of wisdom that you got from Sithi. I'm curious what what's come to you when you when you think about her. She's just so magical. Yeah, you know, I've just been I've been thinking a lot about just like the the feminine energy in my family Mm. and, um, and seeing how, just how damn strong these women are. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like the strongest, strongest women. And, um, and, you know, because of, you know, really because of, of her. Um, so if there's one thing that like, I, I, I get from her is that she's like, it's a very, how do you say she just like got shit done. Mm-hmm. Like she was just like, yo, we're, we're like, what's the problem. Okay. We're, get, we're getting it done. We're going, we're doing mm-hmm. the thing. We're, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that, that type of energy. I remember one year we had a, uh, there was like a, we had some party at her house or whatever. And, um, she, you know, of course she made food for everybody, right? So she did, she did for all everybody that. and the neighbors, everybody, <laughs> everyone, the neighbors and all that. So she did all that. And then there was like some issue with the stereo or something like the stereo was broken. So next thing she knows, she, she's like in the instruction manual, like going in and like fixing the stereo. Like she literally did it all and was such a, just a, um, yeah, such a giver. Yeah. Of, of love and all the ways that she loved to serve it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember her being so nurturing and just how I felt like she nourished everybody around her. You know, you could mm-hmm. sit and have a conversation conversation with Sithi for just hours. And it's like, she had nowhere better to be. It was always just so present. She was so present with you. And mm-hmm. I just remember that. And I loved that. It felt so special to be there. I also think some of it is that Lebanese background, just so the strong Lebanese, like I, she really was that. Yo, her sisters too, though, Lila and Marie, it's, it's so special that I'm talking about these, these women on this podcast right now, because these are like, you know, these are my, you know, my, my great aunts, Siti's sisters. And then, and then my Siti had my, my aunt Lila and then my mother, um, my mother, Linda. Um, and yeah, they were just strong, powerful women. And not only that, I'll just say this, but everybody in your family was also so freaking gorgeous. I couldn't even believe it. (laughs) You walk in the door and all these women are stunning. And I would always just be in awe of all of them. Just even the way they dressed, the way they held themselves. I was always so impressed and intimidated. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. Woman. yeah. Amazing. Well, you know, I'm going to fix my mic a bit while we're doing this because it is echoing. I'm going to just take this out and move. Do, do, do. There we go. That's better. Awesome. But yeah. So anyways, that's amazing. And I, 
No, I, I even want to catch up about what you're up to now, because for so long you were doing breath work and you're an amazing breath work facilitator. I've taken yes, your classes multiple times, love them. And so I'm curious where you're at with that now and, and what's going on in your world? Where are you up to? What's, what's the, th- what's the new passion? What's happening? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so happy that we're connecting now because I feel like um, you know, when we initially connected and you asked, you invited me on the podcast, I think that was back in November. That was like the, it was the, I was really scraping the bottom of a lot of deep underworld stuff around November, December. And, um, things really feel like they came to a full completion at the end of 2023. Mm-hmm. And then, and then felt like they even deepened more into completion, um, about a week ago, my, around my birthday. And, it was really a completion, what felt like a completion of, of six, a six year cycle and then also a, a three year cycle. And, um, you know, from 2017 to 2021, I was predominant. I was focused on, uh, facilitating a lot of, a lot of breath work. And, um, you know, I had such a big opening and, and awakening through this very powerful practice of breath work. And ultimately it opened me up so much, um, creatively. And to these um, very powerful and big creative energies that, um, you know, that ultimately wanted to wanted to move through me. And truthfully, I didn't know how to hold it all. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I actually, my system wasn't, um, I couldn't hold it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, there was a, there was a shift in what I call like an internal collapse in the same way a structure would fall if, um a, you know, there's, there's too much load put on the structure and it actually is not built to, to hold the load. It'll, it'll collapse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, COVID was that, that's that kind of that marker in time for, I think a lot of us where it, it shook up a lot of like foundational things. It shook up a lot of things that maybe we took for granted or um, maybe we weren't looking at. And that really gave us an opportunity to actually, um, to, come into a deeper sense of truth of who we are and truth of, um, you know, what's, what's real, um, what's really real. Yeah. And, and that journey, you know, ultimately brought me back to North Carolina in, uh, when was that? It was like the spring of 21. Mm-hmm. I'm in Asheville right now. My parents are, um, they're in Greensboro. So a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt like a very intuitive mood that move that was like ground all this energy in, in the mountains or ground us back in like a, the, the slowness of, um, you know, this land, yeah. LA and California, very, um, very airy, um, can be like frenetic energy cannot be like actually in the, in the earth. Right. I mean, and I was facilitating breath work. I mean, like breath is like, you are. In the stars. <laughs> Yeah, truly, truly. Yeah. Um, So looking back on it now, I can see the beauty and the divine design of the, you know, the past, I call it six years, seven years from 17 up until present day, um, where this, that was more of my, my exploration into the unconscious and the feminine energies, mm-hmm. feminine, feminine creative energies through the modality and practice of breath work. Um, and then from 
21 until now, it was, it was like a flip where I got to experience the pull of, of those energies through a masculine lens yeah. of um, structure and order through, um, through eight months of working in construction. <laughs> so I was in, um, I moved to Asheville in 21 and um, ended up working underneath a master, master builder and, and carpenter here in the mountains. Um, his name is Justin. And it was one of those like divine orders it was like, it was very like, I felt it was like, this is, there's something bigger at play here than me just having a, having a job in construction. I'm actually learning about the masculine energetics mm-hmm. of, um, of what structure actually is, um, what number and geometry is, um, and how it really upholds our entire reality. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that gave me more of a, an opening um to i think uh like the the truest aspects of myself the more those more of those masculine qualities of like builder and um you know um yeah creator but through the lens of um you know through the lens of architecture through the lens of how do you actually create something how do you structurally design something that can be sustainable that can um withstand the storms that can um grow (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and all of those you know all of those things they really come from the earth you know things are things are grown and built from the earth and not from a cloud or from the stars Mm -hmm. yeah this is so good I love this because you know from knowing you when you were younger you were like this big football player Georgetown I mean I feel like you were going through the masculine in an unhealthy unintegrated way and you know you've spoken about your journey in other places with that and then you went from that moving into this like deeply feminine place no structure totally out there and I I remember like even having conversation with you during that time I I, I could feel you not on planet earth, you know, and be like, where are you, Robert? <laughs> you know? uh-huh, uh-huh. And it feels like you're coming to this really beautifully integrated place. It's like, you know, that place, you know, the feminine, you can use that, you can harness it, you know, what to tap into it. And it is true what you say, like that wild, like of a feminine without any containment, it can be dangerous to a nervous system. If you're just so, so far out there, it's like, how do you, how does your human body like regulate to that it's really freaking hard and it takes time and it can cause a system blowout for sure so like you moving to the mountains and grounding in and getting this structure back in it's like now it seems like you have you can have both in this really beautiful integrated way so I'm really freaking excited for you (laughs) well yeah thank you so much for that reflection it it is so true but like you know I was sharing with a friend yesterday if we look back on our journey, I think, I think we're this, like, we're all pretty much the same in, in the sense that like, if you looked back on who you were three years ago, like, oh my oh God, my God. <laughs> there'd be no way. I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah, like who in the world is that woman, you know? Yeah. Um, so I look back, I look back in that time, but like in that time, I was like, that was exactly what I needed to be experiencing in Absolutely. the exact way that I was experiencing it so that I could come into where I'm at now, which is a, um, more grounded approach, but, or grounded way of being, but also, um, uh, 
being very inclusive of that entire experience. So, so I'm not like, I'm not cutting it out. I'm not saying that that is a you know bad way of doing it. It's more of like, no, I'm, I'm including all of that and in how I'm moving through the world now. Oh, mm. that feels so good. I'm just, yeah. Like, right. Oh yeah. You feel so good when I say that and just feeling you, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can feel my feminine take a breath. Cause it's like, I can really feel your solidity in this moment. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So all that's to say, um, one of my deepest passions and something that I don't think I really understood until I really opened up creatively with breath work mm-hmm. was actually was actually understanding how creation works mm-hmm. like how like what are the actual like first of all what happened <laughs> what happened <laughs> how did we get here <laughs> yeah yeah, well, yeah and I'm also just like you know, I'm looking at my life through how much you know I open to um and really you know, from my movement channels to my voice to, um, you know, artistically with my hands and, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm designing and making. And it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot. And it was just like, it was that ocean pouring through. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had a beach house with, that was built on a very poor foundation. The ocean came through and just like fucking wiped it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it, it's um I have been more interested in like what are the mechanics of creation like what are the actual core principles of natural the act of creation yeah like, what are you finding yeah uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> so it's so fascinating <laughs> it's so sweet so essentially it was like I've been on this like unconscious journey to understand like the act of creation mm-hmm. and like what how do you how do you take an idea and bring it into form mm-hmm. like how do you actually what do you do to do that how do you do that mm-hmm. right um and what i found it and through the lens of like my own experience with breath and then through my experience and working in construction you know that time in construction was like talk about polarity and talk about flipping on the other side of the pole. Like it does not get more. It does not, it does not get more structural and masculine than like um, working a construction job. I think right? those ladies want to know, did you wear a tool belt? <laughs> <laughs> no, these tool belts. I hated these tool belts because so we're building, we're building two homes on the mount in the mountains, two beautiful homes. And um, the tool belt was so new for me. I was like carrying around all this extra weight and the hammers, like banging on all these like rafters and stuff. And like 30 feet up in the air. And I've got like these, (laughs) these tool belts on that are not, that are just like flipping all over the place. My hammer's getting caught on like things. And it's just like, Drove me insane, Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) Drove me insane. Um, Anyways, all that's to say. I just needed a little picture. (laughs) Yeah. All that's to say say that, like, you know, what honestly, what I've been seeking after this crazy experience of diving deep into breath work and, you know, more of these 
fluid and fluid energy. It's fluid energy. Feminine energy is fluid, right? So I've been, it's, it was moving so much that I was seeking like stability. I was seeking yeah. these masculine uh, principles of stability and strength and consistency and um, focus, simplicity, you know, a lot of those masculine principles. And um, I honestly was also just like, what is not moving? Mm. Like, what can I build from? What can I build my life from? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I found in building and creating was like, I was looking at, I was looking at a lot of this experience through the lens of like, what's underneath everything that's happening in the physical world. Like what are the actual core principles that are allowing this building to stand? Hmm. Or what are the core principles that are allowing, um, um, yeah, mainly this building to stand and to be safe, to be a safe structure for people to live in. Um, And there were rules that we were following. It was like the rules of geometry. It was the rules of number. It was the the building codes. It was the laws of nature that um, are solid. Mm. Like they're like principles that you can like build to because they're not going to change. You know, like water one day isn't just going to be like you know what all the physical properties of water that you know we've been we've been operating to we're just going to change now. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. You know, like. <laughs> You know, it's like when those things are are stable, numbers are numbers are orderly and stable. And that two always comes after one, Mm -hmm. you know, three always comes after two, you know, so even working with numbers in that way can can act as a orderly stabilizing process to or framework to our own nervous system Mm -hmm. because they're stable. Yeah. Something like well, we don't really think about. It's like we work with numbers all all over the place, but they're everywhere. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're consistent. Mm-hmm. They're orderly. They're like rock solid. Um. So I was just like, that's when I started falling in love with numbers mm-hmm. because numbers actually gave me the solid thing that I was looking for. Yeah. As opposed to. I think some of these quote unquote feeble structures that we can build our life to like an identity or um, a bank account number Mm -hmm. or um, a a job or any of these things or a relationship, Mm -hmm. any of these things that can be taken from us or can fall away. If you're built to those things, Mm -hmm. if your whole identity is wrapped up in this relationship or wrapped up in a number that you have in your bank account or, wrapped up in a role that you play in your life and those things get wiped away, you go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so beautifully said. I love that. And it's like such a good reminder too, of like, you can't, otherwise you're screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love what you said about simplicity. And I think that's such an important thing to speak to, especially in today's world, everybody's so caught up in the go, go, go and the hustle and even in these spiritual communities, like the next best thing and the next course and creating always in creation. Blah, 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 blah. And I think um, simplicity for gets like poo-pooed and forgotten. So I'm curious how, oh, when you speak to simplicity, like what does your life look like now? Like, what does that simplicity look like in your life? Yeah. I, um, well, I will say the simplicity 
you learn simplicity through extreme complexity. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you become super strong by being very, very weak. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when I was opening to all of this creative energy, there was so much in my mind that I was not like fully processing and actually like packaging and um, integrating into the fullness of into the fullness of me. It certainly wasn't getting to the earth. Like it certainly wasn't making it all the way through my organism. Mm-hmm. Um, so simplicity, simplicity now is like, I think of simplicity as like fundamentals and foundational, mm-hmm. right? Like, what are the what are the core most basic human fundamentals that we can incorporate into our life? Where as humans, like we've, I feel like we've overcomplicated everything. Where where there are those the next best thing, the next best thing, the next best thing, more, 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 more. Well, we actually aren't designed to hold all that, mm-hmm. and especially with the access that we have to to inf- to information now um, through all the um, you know the devices that we have. Simplicity for me has become a removal mm-hmm. of of how can I live with how can I be like the most essential? How can I um what are the most essential things? Where I've like literally broken it down to focusing this year, Meredith, on learning how to walk, learning how to run, um, learning how to jump, kick and punch. Mm. Like like being very basic and essential and um, like human fundamental stuff, mm-hmm. breathe, drink water, mm-hmm. move your body, close your eyes, sit in silence, turn the music off. You know, like there's a lot of these things that I, I didn't even realize how much I was distracting myself with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Even like, even something like music. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. That's so but that can be that can still be like it could still be there's something really beautiful and simple around sitting down with a pen and paper in silence and just being in that sim- place of simplicity. Yeah. No distractions. You know, even music can be a way to numb out. Yeah, like no, 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 um, no inputs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or being very curated with your inputs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, something a process that I've been really, it's been really helpful for me is just like getting note cards mm-hmm. and having just one note card to write the day's things on, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to having like a a limitless notepad in your phone or a limitless note or like a notebook that can, you know, um, yeah, I've just been really focused on like condensing time, condensing space, condensing life, um, into just more essential aspects. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. It feels like, um, just like an energetically clean way to be living your life. Well, here's the thing, Meredith, on this journey, if you're on this journey of healing, what's ultimately happening is we're opening up to more energy because we're healing the wounds that are holding all of the frozen Mm -hmm. energy within our system. 
So as we open to more energy, we have more of this flowing through our system. It's, it's, it's requires, it requires a level of simplicity because of just how much mm-hmm. is coming through <laughs> or can be coming through or how much, how much we are holding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you put that on top of all of the different avenues and ways in, in which we can consume information mm-hmm. where we are the, I mean, our generation, I mean, everyone on the planet now are still guinea pigs with um, all the technological advancements and everything that we have access to. And our systems aren't built to to hold all this information. We're yeah. just not. Yeah, totally. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we start one at a time. We start with ourselves, right? With like, how do we live more simply? Beautiful. I'm curious about your art. Tell us about your artwork because it's incredible. I can see some of it behind you and yeah, this incredible tattoo on your arm. And I know that that's been coming through you for a while. So I'm curious where you're at with your art now. Like what, what have you got going on? I know you had textiles at some point. What's happening? (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it's been such a journey and I've been, um, uh, really in contemplation around like, um, the, the art in particular and, and ultimately how I'm holding it. And, um, yeah, so we'll take a step back. In 2018, um, in 2018, I healed from uh, some sexual trauma that happened in college through, uh, through breath work. And this was, this was the, the opening to um, my own creative channel. I initially was inspired by an artist that I met um, at Burning Man later that year. And all I kept um, feeling through my own process of healing was to allow this energy to move through my hands and to just like, keep it moving through my hands and keep it moving through my hands, keep it moving through my hands. And, and ultimately it it just like, it started coming out more and more and more and more. And it became this, um, it became tremendously healing for me and it, and it still is. Um, and I had been working with it for five years and it, it, that, you know, when I talk about like all of that energy moving through your system, not knowing what to do with it, and then also being collapsed by it, like this was, this was the physical manifestation of that. I was like, this is like coming through me. It's not me. I'm out the way and it's coming through. And also, what is it? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's literally, I was like, what is happening? Yeah what is happening mm-hmm. um and i needed to have this experience in construction actually like i think learn more about it and actually hold it in a completely new way and mm-hmm. and that it is it's medicinal in that um in that it is it's stabilizing to a psyche and nervous system because it subconsciously reveals the um, the energetic grid lines and structure of of the earth, which is why the pattern works in the way that it does. It's extremely chaotic. Yeah. On a surface level, it's extremely chaotic 
which is that feminine energy. It's mm-hmm. just like all over the place. And yet at the same time, it's tremendously ordered. Yes. And that underneath it, there is a grid of squares that holds the pattern um, with the pattern also following uh, following an intuitive set of uh, set of rules. Um, and what it does is it stabilizes, it stabilizes a space, it stabilizes an individual that experiences it because of those natural organic, nat- or natural organic masculine feminine energetics that actually come together and are revealed um, consciously and subconsciously in the pattern. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been, I couldn't, I didn't have the language to actually, you know, speak to it like that in that way um, until, until somewhat recently when I started to really get into like, what is the energetic of stability? Mm-hmm. Like stability, you're not going to find stability in a bank account because stability, like financial values move. Yeah. You know, what is, what is actual stability? And what I came to in construction was like stability is found in the square mm. mm-hmm. in um, in the right angle. It's, it's found in, um, you know, the, those underlying geometric truths that allow for the stable tree to grow up to the sky, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for nature to grow in the way that, that nature grows. So this artwork, um, I would say like the, the artwork that you've seen and that's on my tattoo, that, that was, that was like a symbol of my journey into the feminine was mm-hmm. that, that art. And now I've been so passionate about like the actual structural geometry mm-hmm. of like bare bones geometry, like, shapes and um you can see behind me like mm-hmm. triangles and, <laughs> but it's everywhere <laughs> yeah it's like you know um but it's so it's so funny i was talking to my friend yesterday <laughs> my apartment is completely painted in all of this so it's like my living room is or my i call it the temple it's completely painted and then i had a and then I got my studio all painted like this. So it's crazy. And I look at her like, do you know how insecure you have to be in yourself to paint your entire apartment like this to feel like, oh, okay, I could like take a breath. <laughs> because well, well, it, Somebody might it, think you're a madman if they saw it all over your apartment. I know, I know. If they well, didn't know you, honest, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, I'll tell you, Meredith, like, yo. One of my fears, one of my fears that I've held that has actually kept me from really expressing my art is the fact that if I fully expressed my art in the way that I really want to express it, people will legit think I'm crazy, would legit put me in a mental institution and like cast cast them out of society. Well, you know, I find that so fascinating because if you think back to all of these incredible artists like Van Gogh and Dolly and all of these people, there is a madness to it. There is like it comes out and it comes out manically. And I think there's um, this idea that that 
that makes somebody insane, but it's actually, I, I think it is having a clear channel for that creativity to move through and to be fully expressed. Like a lot of human beings on that, on this planet don't have the ability to make way for that. And so I think it is hard for people to understand fully what that is. Yeah. I, I hear you. It's like, It's like also that there's who decided who decided that mad, that madness was a that was a bad thing or Absolutely. was a wrong you know like who actually was like let's let's stick them in a let's stick them <laughs> in a, uh-huh. a room with no windows you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're so tr- but here's the thing it's like I'm allowing truth to move through me period mm-hmm. like I I recognize in my own life the more I hold this back, the more sick I get. Absolutely. This is what it comes down to. And there is no other way you come to that in your life where there is absolutely no other way. And you can no longer give a fuck what anybody else thinks because you only know that everybody else may think you're crazy, but you're happy and you're safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this makes me think, uh, um, uh, there was a moment in November where I was experiencing and seeing how my creative energy, this force that wanted to move through couldn't because I, this, these fears that I had mm-hmm. around the judgment that you speak of and, um, you know, the, the caring about what other people think of you and, and all of these things. And what I saw was that fear was this wall that was blocking a flow that is very natural, that is primal, that is our creative channel that ultimately wants to move into the world of form, call it creative channel, call it love, call it, you know, creative energy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It wants, it wants to come, it wants to come through all of us. And the, the journey itself is about dismantling and dissolving all the walls that separate us from um, ourselves and ultimately the world but what was crazy was I saw my the, the the lack of expression and not allowing that energy to actually move how I wanted to move was destroying my insides. Mm-hmm. Like it was turning in on itself and turning very dark and consumptive and parasitic. And um, it really got, yeah, it got pretty dark. And that's when I really connected to why it's so important that we express ourselves from a health standpoint. Absolutely. So I'm curious. Yeah. And I want to, I would love for you to speak to that a, a bit because it, it happens for so many people and people don't talk about it. You know, I think a lot of people also don't even recognize what's happening. They're not even clear like that. That's what it is. So I'm curious how you have worked through that fear to get to this place now, because you have been so much more expressive lately with your art. And it is coming out more and it's beautiful. And so I'm curious, like what helped you or what, what got you through that or what is getting you through that? I think it's a forever, you know, process being human being, you know, but. Totally. Um, Yeah. Thank you for these questions. This is like, it's really, it's really supportive to receive these questions because there's a, you know, there's obviously a lot of my own process, but if I'm not actually doing the ping pong matches on when it can kind of get lost 
and not be, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I will say... All right, so there's two things I want to talk about. One is the um, self-destruction and as it relates to, to self-construction. Mm-hmm. And then also I would like to talk about um, the creative channel and how it's also a consumptive channel. Mm-hmm. So um, in, in this journey, I've essentially been trying to understand myself at the deepest levels. Like who am I and what are the principles that, that make me mm-hmm. me? And um, ultimately it is, you know, it is those masculine and feminine energies of like um, what, what actually is feminine energy? Like, what is it? Right. Like, what is it? Not like, what are the expressions of it? What is it? Yeah. I feel <laughs> um, like a lot of people would like to know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll <laughs> tell you, I mean, these are obviously all the things that I've connected to. So obviously put it through your own truth filter. Um, but this is through my own experience, feminine energy itself in nature is symbolically represented by water. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, it's fluid in that it's, it's always moving. It's always changing. Um, it is, it's fluid. So by using the water as a symbol for feminine energy, we can actually understand ourselves on a deeper level because one, we are water. Two, we're always working with water. We're taking showers, we're washing our hands, we're drinking water, um, we're bathing. We're very much, I mean, in our mother's womb, yeah. we were swimming in water, you know? So um, understanding that, like, I, I wanted to get to, like, the physical aspects of, like, the invisible world. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is the, if this is how the energy moves through our system, if this is how our creative channel is actually moving, then we can look at a river and we can say, oh, this is actually how my creative channel moves, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like moving, it's moving downstream. And also it needs to move, right? It needs to move. Like if you look at a pond, it's not moving, it's collecting algae mm-hmm. and it's getting gross and stagnant. So it's just kind of just like not moving. It's, it's, it's staying there. So water for me on my journey has been a, a great symbol for me to understand my creative energy mm-hmm. um, by studying and looking at and looking at water. The masculine side of the equation is the so essentially what I come to is creation itself is masculine energy plus feminine energy. Period. If you look and just assume and take those two principles that like there is only masculine energy and there's only feminine energy Mm -hmm. and the degree to which they come together is what creates all of our reality, Mm -hmm. existence, everything. Like Mm -hmm. there's just those two energies. So if we understand them and we see how they play with each other and they need each other, um, it can support us in our own evolution and growth because we are both of these energies as well. The feminine being more the flow, the movement, the change, and then the masculine being structure and just really getting to the essence of structure. And I'm talking through the lens of nature. So I'm not like really getting into human dynamics and relationships. Right. Although, although a lot of the principles 
that you'll find in masculine energy and feminine energy in nature, you will see them and how they manifest themselves in human dynamic relationships as well. Um, because we are all nature. Yeah. Like we're all a slice of um, a slice of these energies. So with, you know, the, um, you know, the masculine energy being, being structure, it's, it sent me down this path, God, this like crazy path the past two years about like, well, what is structure? Mm-hmm. And what is it? <laughs> we talk about like structuring businesses, structuring um, r- relationships, structuring, structuring, structuring anything, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? What does it actually mean? Well, structure in the, in the purest essence is geometry. Yeah. That's what, that's what structure is. Structure is point, line, plane, um, square, circle, triangle. We'll just like stop there. Like those are the most essential basic elements of structure. When we look at geometry through the lens of symbol and see that um, uh, symbols essentially the, um, I believe just a way that we can understand nature and ourselves better by using something like water to represent feminine energy or using something like the geometry of the square to represent symbolize masculine energy and that the square is made of four points is stable is um it holds the circle protects the circle which is a symbol of feminine energy Mm. so you can derive a lot of meaning and understanding from very core truths that are found that are found in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think within all of us, right, we are all on this journey of like coming into union within ourselves and wholeness within ourselves of these two energies so that they're not conflicted Mm -hmm. so that, you know, they, you know, so that she with a capital S has the, the structure to flow and to move in the way that she wants to move Mm -hmm. um, and is held in a way that is strong and supportive. You know, so when looking at the, the act of creation, you know, this is beyond just, you know, I call it like arts and crafts creativity where you're just like, you know, doing a little drawing, a little diddly do. (laughs) This is like, no, this is like the creative force of the universe moving through you as a as a portal, as a channel, as a conduit to creative source energy. So it's important to understand natural principles that are found in nature so that we can harness, direct, and direct that flow and that um, and that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think initially I said I would we would talk about self-destruction and self-construction and we went into this other well, tangent. Yeah, actually, no, I, I like this tangent because what it has me come back to is and what I asked was, you know, when you're in that place of fear, what helps you to to move through that. And it really sounds like coming back to this structure 
like just structure itself as you're speaking about can be a way to support you through that. It's like putting that structure in place is the thing that then helps you like be like, okay, I have structure. Like I can move through this and I can like give space and like freedom to my creative energy to move through me. It's like, I mean, I I don't know. Tell me like, is that something that does support you when you were in that place of like, I can't express my art because what if people think that this way about me? Right. Right. Totally. Totally. So, so then it's like, well, we, we all get to define like what that, what that structural component is in our life. Right. And, and how it, how it manifests itself. Um, creatively but also in our life too Mm -hmm. and one of like the very uh, simple ways or simple things that you can do is um purely okay purely masculine energy which is structure purely masculine energy so we're not looking at feminine energy at all we're just like it's just just purely masculine energy is fixed is still and does not move right so it's a rock So if that is structure, if that is masculine energy and you're super creative, what can you add in your life that does not move whatsoever Mm -hmm. to act as an anchor to all of the other creative energy, Mm -hmm. right? So something as simple as adhering to a consistent bedtime every day, Mm -hmm. all doing that, merely just doing that. It encapsulates the energy from the day. It acts as a rock that doesn't that doesn't move. So it, on a deep unconscious level, it actually allows you to be like, I know that no matter what happens today, I know that I'm going to be asleep and in my bed by 10 p.m. Like, I know that. And that rests, it gives, it allows us to rest a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. So it like it um uh it it calms a lot of those fear type energies. Um in the same way, if you were in a boat and there was a storm coming and you didn't have an anchor down, that boat would just get tossed around and mm-hmm. capsized and you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. be alive. Yeah. But if you have an anchor on the earth which is serving as that masculine symbol, then you can, you can ride the waves, you can do all that, but you, you're still going to be anchored down to the earth during the storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But working with these energies, this is the same way that we need to a, a, approach them yeah. is um, through that very like natural physical lens. I love that. And I, and it brings me back to what you said about how as humans, we overcomplicate everything because how fucking simple is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, we come up with, take all these courses, how to bust through your fear and your blocks and you're this and you're that. And I'm like, Oh my God, literally set your bedtime for 9 PM. See what happens. <laughs> no, it's like real. mind real. fucking blown. No, <laughs> it's so <laughs> It's so true. And um, yeah, it's like very old school, just like basic, get back to the basic fundamentals. I think that, I think what's important is like 
creativity, the arts, all of that, they're not split off from our existence. Like we are constantly, we are acting as creators in our life in every moment in just different activities and different moments throughout the, you know, throughout the day. Um, so, I mean, there's always energy that's moving through us. How are we directing it? What are we growing? So good. I love it. So what are you up to now? Do you have any new offerings or is there anything that you're up to? Are you keeping it simple? And I know you're going back to school, which is so freaking exciting. So people, do you have anything coming up or are you just keeping it simple right now? What's going on? So a little bit of both. Um, I am, I'm starting school in June. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm really excited about. Um, and right now I'm in Asheville. Mm-hmm. So I have, um, I've painted my, I'm calling it the temple of water. Um, but I'm offering in-person breath and sound journeys here mm-hmm. in Asheville. Um, which feels really good to just be getting back into to offering that in person. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also offering, um, my artwork, Mm -hmm. um, that is, that's available on my, my website. I'm making, um, what I'm calling stability squares, which are, um, just very simple squares of, of my art. But, um, the intention in making these is to act as a, visual meditation device and tool um, for people to to have in their space to um, stabilize their own systems mm-hmm. um, uh, through the art. Um, and then lastly, I'm working uh, creatively one-on-one with people. So if there are, um, if there are people that um, you are seeking um, to bring, you know, projects into the world um, or, to simplify and, and really get to the essence of whatever it is that they're, they're creating. Um, I'm working to help those individuals to, you know, essentially put that structure in place so that they can actually um, bring it through mm-hmm. in, a, in a sustained way, in a way that um, is built on like very natural principles. Yeah. So good. Well, we're going to drop all the links to everything, where to find you, what you're up to. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Great. And yeah, I'm just so grateful you said yes to being on today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Meredith. Such a pleasure to connect with you as always. (laughs) Just such a delight to like see where you're at on your path and connect. And yeah, it's just so beautiful. I'm so grateful for our continued friendship. Beautiful. It's so good talking to you and I appreciate all your questions and thank you for the way that you show up in the world too. Um, yeah, it's, it's really inspiring to see the fullness in which you are, are living in the same way that I think we talked about, like the importance of, of self-expression. It's, it gives, it not only gives, it gives other people permission to be the fullness of themselves, but it's just like, it's exactly what this world needs at this point in time. And, um, you know, I really honor you for 
really listening to your heart, no matter, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what, listening to your heart and really following that. So oh. I really want you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, until next time, serving love. Love you all. Thank you for listening to Serving Love Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me on social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love. Thank you.